Hi, this is Kevin Eastman, co-creator of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and publisher of Heavy Metal Magazine. The only thing I like more than Justin Bieber is Sci-Fi Saturday Night. We will begin a mass invasion. We will tell your people to surrender now and avoid war. It is now time for us to put Earth under our rule. It will make us duty to tell us the truth. Confess, confess that we will give you witchcraft. You expect me to believe that you can overrun the entire world? We cannot be defeated. We have never been defeated. That is the message to your people. Yeah, they're dead. They're all messed up. Five by Saturday night. Good evening from Tegucigalpa, and welcome to TalkCast 255 here on Sci-Fi Saturday Night. I don't know where it is, I don't know when it is, I don't know how it is. All I know is, I am the Dome. Joining the TalkCast tonight, the usual suspects in the Revere Time Vortex are violent soundboard vixen, Contessa of Sparkly Stuff. If she doesn't have an opinion, wait five, she will. It's our own girl, Genius Kriana. Really, that's an un- overestimate. I, I know, really don't think it takes, takes me five minutes to form an opinion. I didn't say minutes. I said just wait five. Oh, okay. From the stacks of her calm space in the Dank Dungeon's only indoor zen and vegetable garden, doubling as a robot reading room, she's quiet because she usually forgets to unmute herself. It's Zombrarian. I just don't want to unmute myself because I've got all about the bass stuck in my head and I <laughs> oh, was about God. to sing. Yeah, sure was. <laughs> and I'm moving on. From a galaxy far, far away, a woman in chain mail who drinks synth ale and enjoys holodeck programs of her own design. Welcome back, Sir Sarah Lady Knight. Clink, clink. That's the sound of my chain mail. Clink. Clink. That was adorable. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you thought so. Our guests tonight are George O'Connor and Griffin S. and possibly Wes Toma. Each no, they already in- said no. No, they didn't. Maybe. Oh. They said maybe. All right, I'm wrong. Are you paying attention? No. I noticed. Each talented in their own rights, but together the criminal masterminds behind the podcast, phone hugs and therapy, among other things. We will talk to them later on in the show about this podcast, which is absolutely nothing like this podcast, and yet they're both called podcasts i don't understand you know what else our podcast is nothing like welcome to night vale how many times were we at comic-con and everyone's like you're a podcast just like welcome to night vale and really too many times no <laughs> no we actually have opinions no, nothing like that Sombrarian is impotently raging right now <laughs> welcome to night vale is still awesome even though no we're one not said like it them. wasn't awesome we just but said we're not, not like them we are not like them do you know they have like transcriptions of them because I tried to get into Welcome to Night Vale and I couldn't deal with the sound effects. Like for some reason I would just listen to it and I love the aesthetic of it. But the sound effects were so off-putting I couldn't listen to it. But I'd like there to read are it. Are transcripts? Okay. Um I will help you find them later. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. You're welcome. And now that we've all hugged each other and <laughs> it's time for the news.
that was pretty good. <laughs> good timing. Yeah, I know. We're, we're kind of getting better at that one. <laughs> Um, and of course, we, we'll be hearing little comments from uh, George and Griffin throughout the show. Uh, <laughs> so where do we want to start this week? Uh, it's been kind of a weird week in the genre. Who's got what? Uh, well, I think we wanted to start with the uh, new Age of Ultron trailer, which was just released um, on Wednesday. And there are a lot of like similar bits from the first trailer that was released um but some new things as well but the really great thing is that there's just more creepy singing which really is just perfect <laughs> the first one kind of really skeeved you out didn't it i mean it was just really ugly yeah and this one is more creepy which i'm really on board for so yeah pretty pretty psyched about it pretty excited may is really really far away um i want it right now yeah i agree and when that one came out, there was uh, on the Age of Ultron Facebook page, there was a kind of behind-the-scenes video, except half of it's in Spanish, and the other half of it is kind of gibberishy, but there's some really, really cool and interesting stuff happening there as well. And it was uh, essentially, ostensibly posted by... Tony Stark Sincero. Hmm. I wonder what that means. But it's a really interesting trailer and uh, behind the scenes kind of look. And uh, we'll post the link for that. I think it means well. an intern is fired. <laughs> <laughs> or, or it's one of those viral marketing campaigns that Marvel can do fairly well. So what else is going on? Ooh, I have a thing. I have a thing. I have a thing. <laughs> Go usually ahead. I, usually Amazing. I don't get to do my thing first. So oh. well, we, we all we know that the rest of the cast is not as smart as me. <laughs> and sometimes gets fed up with American Horror Story. Guilty. Except for Kriana, who watches it with me so that she can keep me safe when there are creepy clowns on the screen. Which has been this entire season. I am long-suffering, yes. <laughs> okay, so everybody who is smart knows that Pepper from season two, Asylum, is back in this the worst season. season, I must point out. Yeah, I'm going to give that to Kriana. Not, not, not a great season at all. It yeah. was not good. Um, and there have been announcements that other characters from season two are also coming back. Oh, cool. So there's been a lot of speculation and a lot of fan theories about all of the seasons being connected and the ways in which all of the seasons are connected. Because they, they denied pretty hard that the seasons were connected at all to begin with. Well, they said that each season... They always said it carefully as I looked back. They said each season is going to be a separate story and stand alone. They never said that they weren't connected. All right. So so how does Murder House fit in now? Well, it may not at all. They haven't said how they're connected. Well, what, what's the theory then? Well, I don't know. 
Well, come on! You're not prepared to discuss these theories? <laughs> what? I'm telling you what the news was first. I'm telling you that the news is that Ryan Murphy confirmed that. That they are somehow connected. He said, and I quote, This is the first year where we begin to tell you that season con- two is connected to season four, which is connected to season one. People have started to write articles about that. A lot of their hypotheses have been completely right on. Alright, so we know where Pepper fits in with season two. Obviously, someone takes her to the asylum. Yep. How, do, how um, the hell does this connect to season one? The angel statue from the asylum is in uh, Marie Laveau's shop in season um, three. Okay, I don't care about season three. That was the second worst season. Right. Um, the first season was very fun. A lot of the uh, ghost rules are connected. Like, a lot of the mythology of the world, like how you become a ghost and stuff, that's connected. Um, and apparently, Ryan Murphy has also confirmed there have been a couple close-ups of coffee cups with top hats on them. Um, that Ryan Murphy has confirmed as a clue to season five. Now, season five is going to be the last season, correct? What? No. Who said that? I'm pretty sure I heard that somewhere. No, this is the last season with Jessica Lange, but it's definitely not the last season. Yeah. Good theory. I'm pretty sure it might have been a Nerdist uh, report, but they were making estimations that because what the somebody had confirmed or at least implied that they were going to go for nine seasons, so they actually think that each season's supposed to be a different ring of hell. Oh, six seasons in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. But yeah, I'm excited. So so all that's connected to season one right now is simply just the rules. Um, that's disappointing. They haven't told how they're connected yet. I, obviously, they haven't told, but like, what are the theories? What do people think? To you, you're not listening. Right, to but me. you hardly mentioned anything about season one, and that's when I'm so. I mean, obviously, except that I just said season four is connected to season one. We just don't know how yet. <sighs> you're not listening. Does anyone have a theory as to how? Probably. Hmm. We just don't know them yet because this is because we haven't looked before we brought this up. I looked at a bunch of them. There's um, a really good site. Let me find the link and pop it into. Yes. Okay. So Vulture, the site Vulture. Um, has a really good comprehensive theory about how they're all connected. It's complicated, though. I was going to say, what's her face? The the girl, dead girl from season one, has not shown up again in this yep. season yet. And um, there was also, I'm not sure, I think it might be the vulture piece. Yes, the vulture piece um, has a really cool timeline. Um, that lays out 
watched the entire show in order and is color coded to the different uh, seasons. Oh, good lord! <laughs> That's someone has no other life, but yeah. Okay, coding is fun. So one of the ways, Miss Kriana, that um, season one is connected to season four, even just you know distantly at this point, uh, the mother in Murder House, mm-hmm. the one who hasn't shown up ever again, mm-hmm. um, mentions that her family is in Florida. Which is where Freak Show takes place. Hmm. Um, Zachary Quinto, who is Bloody Face in season two, um, kills a lot of people in home invasions in the 1960s. And at the same, at about the same time in Murder House, a bunch of nurses are killed in a home invasion. Right. That's So a lot of them are theories. Um, like are not very. Oh, this one's interesting. I'm getting a lot of better theories right, right here. Oh, I am on Vulture, I guess, but like Massachusetts is, is a unifying element. There's a couple of, last names in common of minor characters. Yep. I had forgotten, actually, that the family from season one actually moved from Boston, where Asylum takes place, to wherever they were. Uh, California, right? Yep. Um, so you're reading from the top down of the article that I read. Yeah, but I'm picking out the better examples. All right. But yeah, I was excited. Number one, I was excited that Ryan Murphy was excited about how spot-on fan theories are. Because it's nice when people are like, yeah, they totally figured it out, but I'm not telling you which ones are absolutely correct, but they are. Well, that's better than when they when the people figured out Lost, so they tried to pretend that that wasn't what was happening and ruined everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Still mad about that. <laughs> I signed up for a sci-fi show. Did not that did not end up being a sci-fi show. <sighs> so anyone else like really offended by Jessica Lang's makeup in this this current season? Like seriously, she's a gorgeous woman. Why are you doing this to her? I have no opinions. I don't watch American Horror Story. I don't know, it's kind can of I, fun. Can I show you a picture of her in all the seasons and you can guess which one I take offense to? <laughs> yes. Here, look at that one. Uh, while we're playing the game of let's all look at pictures that hmm. the audience can't see. I'm just saying there's like this like blue pearlescent eyeshadow with a powder blue suit. Like, why? Why? Yeah, yeah no. Uh. Can can we stop beating the show to death for a few minutes? I don't think so. Oh, I do. I wanted to mention before we move uh, too much further into the show uh, that if you are going to be in the New Hampshire area on Saturday, November 22nd in Manchester, New Hampshire, you can meet artist Peter Vinton at a 
book signing for his new graphic novel, The Monitor's Guild, Volume 1, at Double Midnight Comics in Manchester. And uh, should Peter be a lot Finn, of fun. Who's that guy? Yeah. Just some incredibly talented artist who uh, is doing a local signing of his new graphic novel. So if you can be there, please drop by. Tell them you Sci-Fi Saturday Night is where you heard it. And uh, should be a good time. You're provoking my envy. (laughs) (laughs) Said said the man from the podcast, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Now, I have... I have for your uh, approval and derision the worst movie trailer of the week. And as far as I can see, the worst movie trailer of the week this week is Robot Overlords, which stars the inimitable Gillian Anderson. Um the best way to describe this, as far as I can figure, is every bad robot trope you've ever seen anywhere and Sir Ben Kingsley. So it's just, uh, it's weird and bizarre. And evidently, this, this is actually the first I've heard about this movie. And it's opening March 19th, so... Uh, Earth has been taken over, yada, 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 army of robots from space, yada, 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 crazy action, explosions, and Sir Ben Kingsley. So take a look at it. It's it's two minutes, you know, so not a lot of time left out of your life, and after that you should be all set. Who exactly is Ben Kingsley Drift compatible with, though? I have no idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no idea whatsoever. I guess I was just expecting a bigger pop, but I guess not a lot of Pacific Rim fans here. Never mind. I'll go back. No, I, I, I get the reference. I just couldn't think of anyone. <laughs> just like, there's no, there's nobody. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there is someone, but I don't, I don't care enough about Ben Kingsley to uh, have an opinion on who he's just compatible with. I don't know. I thought he was. I thought he was fun in in uh, Iron Man three. Was it? Yeah. No, I have nothing against him. I just don't follow him necessarily so I don't really know anything about him yeah that's all I got so Robot Overlords is produced by the Shaw organization in Hong Kong uh, which and, and I'm quoting from an article here are responsible for some of the most batshit insane martial art films of all times Good to know. Like what? Uh, Boxer's Omen, if you need to watch one. Mm, interesting. So, <clears throat> yeah, this this is going to be, this is one of these that I worry about because people may look at it and go, I'll go back to Sharknado, thank you. <laughs> Never. Kriana? I have nothing to say. Yeah, you do. You've got nope. four things to say. Mm, nah. I you don't want to deal. With, don't want to deal with any of that stuff. Eh. It was okay. 
You guys, had, gonna, be- you guys had better stuff. I'm going to deal with one of them, then. Alright. Go for it. You're entitled. If you're a fan of Doug Jones or Bette Midler or Sarah Jessica Parker, what do they all have in common? Where's that convergence? It is the incredibly insane movie Hocus Pocus, uh, which is a Halloween staple in my house. I think we own three different DVDs of it for no apparent reason. Uh, Bette Midler was doing a Reddit uh, AMA and told the world the Sanderson sisters are ready to do the sequel, which is kind of cool. Yay! Does that mean it's actually going to happen, or... I don't don't know. No, no, it doesn't. It just means that that people want it to, and they they acknowledge that. Okay, cool, because I thought the same thing about the all-female Ghostbusters movie, and then that's actually happening? Yeah, that actually is happening. So, I don't know if we should expect this to maybe be next or if this is just another one of those things that like yeah they're all willing to do it like how everyone in Firefly is like willing to come back but it's never gonna happen type of situation sigh mm. I know that's a shame yeah. As it should, it, that's definitely a film worth making mm-hmm. yeah As, as opposed to, I guess, Sharknado 3. But Please don't joke about that. You know it's going to happen. I, I, don't, I just want to pretend that it's not. I, it just let me live my life without it, please. Where else are we going? Anybody? Somebody? Throw out a fan. Um, well, I'm really excited. So, one of my current favorite... Um, magazine science fiction fantasy magazines is lightspeed magazine um and i really love what they're doing um with like the they have a really good gender split in their magazine so you know really good um like a lot of women um and like i guess guys but like whatever i don't care um they have a lot of great stories by women and um last year i think it was last year they did a kickstarter for um women destroy science fiction which is kind of a a jokey title about you know people being like oh they're destroying science fiction but they you know got a lot of uh, really great female authors and got that together and did a kickstarter for um like a a collection of female written sci-fi short stories um and then as a stretch goal they did a women destroy fantasy and i think women destroy horror was another stretch goal so this year they're doing um queers destroy science fiction and hopefully we'll get a stretch goal (laughs) for fantasy so i'm really excited about that because and it doesn't um so they're open for submissions now and um, they're not necessarily looking for um, like stories that necessarily are about queer people, but stories written by queer people. Um, and I'm really excited about that. So submissions are open. Um, I don't know if anyone, any queer people listen to this podcast or are writers. I mean, that listen to this or podcast. Or on this podcast. Or what? They're, wait, they're queer people? Where? <laughs> <laughs> Never what? mind. We're hiding. I mean, uh, they're hiding. What? what? Crazy. Who? What? Who? Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited about this. I'm going to throw my money at this Kickstarter. Um, and Shannon McGuire is uh, their guest editor for this issue. And I love her. 
Um, so I'm really excited for this. That's my well, we should probably get her on the show at some point to I talk think. about it. You know what the problem okay. with queers is? Too much butts. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's a thing. Too much. There's never. There's there never too many butts. <laughs> Who are you, Tina? Oh, butts, 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 no. butts, butts. But. Okay. Have you seen Bob's Burgers? Yeah. No, but I understand the reference. <clears throat> oh my God! You need to watch Bob's Burgers. It's amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Amazing. Ah, amazing. So, with all of the <clears throat> pay channels and and other things happening, did we just lose somebody? Who did we? Just nope, lose? we didn't. Okay. Uh. Um, you know, all the pay channels uh, doing their own science fictiony stuff, uh, and and. Other odd oddities. Stars announced what may be one of the coolest series to ever come up. Uh, if you were ever a fan of the Evil Dead series or ever a fan of Bruce Campbell, I'm quite frankly a fan of both. No. Nope. Uh, well, that's okay. You don't have to be. That's right. I and don't. Who said no? I said Kriana. no. Seriously, Bruce Stop. Campbell? Really? Seriously, Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Old guys, unquest- hooray! Unquest- Old guys in action films yeah. eating oatmeal, so gum, gum, gumming them. Wow! I feel honored to be on your last episode of this podcast. <laughs> Come on, I've insulted way more famous people, way worse. But you haven't insulted Bruce Campbell. That's I right. Today, God, who do you think he is? Chuck Norris, God. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So Stars is going to produce the Evil Dead TV series Ash versus Evil Dead, and Bruce Campbell is actually too much butt stuff. Ash versus Evil Dead. (laughs) Ash. Ash. It's the queer queer Evil Dead. Ash versus Evil Dead. With the previous. <laughs> I think it's the... are there gonna be are there gonna be no queer people on it? I have no idea. Probably. I have no idea. All I'm saying I'm looking forward to now, it. Now now all they had to do is ass ass versus evil dead crossover <laughs> with with the killer condom. And then <laughs> we all and be the rest of you. Right? Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm dying. Yourself. I can't live anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dome, I'm funny. Yeah, well, yeah. You must think that. Nice job. <laughs> Not just me. Also Bruce Campbell. Seriously. <laughs> just you at this point. Which brings us to the second half of the show, at which time we would normally... Uh, no, we haven't actually done a, a poll in months. So, yeah. yeah. We gave we, up on those. Because Facebook sucks. Facebook sucks. Yeah, exactly. So it's time to officially bring in uh, George O'Connor and Griffin S. Uh, uh, gentlemen, welcome. Hi. Someday we'll meet Griffin T. Uh oh. <laughs> that was horrible. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I'm tired of living in his shadow. <laughs> <laughs> Individually, uh, Griffin is a terrific artist, and and. George is a terrific writer of graphic novels, and they produce some stuff separately and some but stuff. But when together. their powers combine, their powers combine when the super twin powers get together. 
They have special rings, I hear. I've understood that, yes. They've done some amazing things, and one of the things, uh, which is their new project, it's called Teen Crumpets, which is a uh, podcast. No, I'm sorry. Uh, Phone Hugs and Therapy. (laughs) I I thought it was called Dear Prudy. (laughs) It It would be better than Dear Prudy, honestly, so... So, George Griffin, welcome to the show again. Here, say hi to Wes. Wes, Wes, Toma. I have no idea who Wes is, but hey, Wes. (laughs) Let's group hug. Time for a group audio hug. I'm on crack today. I know. Pretty much. I know it. So. George and Griffin and Wes, uh, let's put Wes right on the spot. Wes, tell us about Phone Hugs and Therapy. Uh, It's a show. Good. Um, We do it. Yeah. Um, Oh, you're nailing it. Give me this. Give me the thing. (laughs) Uh, Basically, it is a a therapy talk show where instead of real people, we get fictional characters, uh, TV characters, comic book characters, and we get them on the show to hash out their problems with with a radio therapist. It's basically, the way I look at it, is superheroes need hugs too. Has anyone ever told you your voice kind of sounds like a Muppet? (laughs) In a good way! No, in a good... That's a compliment! Okay. Uh, (laughs) See? Do you like tartar sauce? Are you perhaps a fabricated American? Guys, you did not tell me we're having a fabricated American tonight. Uh, We didn't think we had to. (laughs) I am here. I am felt. Get over it. (laughs) I love it. Yay! I love fabricated Americans. My best friend is a fabricated American, guys. Yeah, everyone has a token. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I know it's a stereotype that you guys like tartar sauce, but you all know it's true. It stains my skin. I don't need that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, the number of tide sticks we've gone through getting that stuff off of him is ridiculous. <laughs> <laughs> so, I would sponsor us, we get them for free. <laughs> so, there were. There are two different kinds of, of things happening here. We've we've lost everybody, Kriana. Nice. We're here. <coughs> oh. oh, good lord. Does anyone know how to do a sink fold? No. Sink fold? No, thanks. We're okay. maybe doing origami right now. May or may not be doing origami right now. <laughs> So, well, guys, doing is a very loose word. Hmm. Who came up with the idea for phone hugs and therapy? Uh, I, I think, unfortunately, it's my responsibility at the end of the day. Um, Wes, and I used to do, Wes and I used to do a podcast a long time ago where it was just the two of us talking about our own stories. And then we stopped after a while and George and I started working on stuff and then Wes wanted to do a new thing, and we were coming through ideas, and I spat this out, and then I convinced them to come with me on it, because usually I follow them. (laughs) (laughs) So it's your fault. It's totally my fault. Nice job. The whole thing was this big, elaborate 
I, I, so the show has two main characters. There's the doctor who I play, and then Wes plays uh, the producer Todd. And originally the plot was supposed to be that this was Hannibal Lecter entertaining himself in his cell. So he was imagining this whole fake talk radio program where he was giving advice to other fictional characters so that, you know, he could pass the time. But over the time, we've given up on that backstory because it's really become the Todd show because he just carries everything. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you figure out who the characters are that you're having on for therapy every... And this is a weekly podcast or... Uh, by week, uh, twice by a week. The first Wednesday and third Wednesday of each month. Okay. And we come up with the characters. Usually, we just kind of Wes and I sit down and brainstorm a lot, and then George helps us trim down that list. And then we talk to the voice actors and figure out who they're comfortable playing. And then we force a couple of extras on them that they're not comfortable playing. And it's been working out well so far. So, is <laughs> is how scripted is this podcast? Pretty yes. much not. Um, it's mostly improvisational. I got kind of... There's this show on Hulu called Quick Draw that um, I adore, and I think Wes does, and I don't think George watches. But um, it's also... Go to the full! <laughs> it's an improvisational comedy, so I wanted to go that route where we have a general idea of why they're calling and what advice the character is hoping to get, but that doesn't work at... Like, there's no guarantee that that's what I'm going to give them because I have no idea what they're actually going to hit the question with. So the conversation is just totally on the fly, but we do a lot of stops and starts and backups and try agains. But for the most part, we're kind of winging it. And then it's George's job to make sense of it all afterwards and put it into cohesive context. Yeah, a a little bit. Um, The way I kind of describe it is it's about a half an hour worth of painting ourselves into corners and (laughs) creatively getting our way out just to paint ourselves into another corner about five minutes later. And then, oh, yeah, no. yeah, at the end of the day, you know, um, we've got, I don't know, 12 minutes worth of improv <laughs> that I try and cut down to three or four minutes <laughs> to so, keep everything nice and tidy. So how long does the podcast run for each episode? About 25 minutes, hmm. a little shorter, a little longer, depending on just, you know, the, the movement of it all. Um, but we've got a nice structure of, you know, the beats for every episode. Uh, like I said, we found a nice comfortable about three to four minutes for each call uh, seems to keep everything moving. Um, you know, shorter if we've nailed it longer, if we're just babbling and amused by ourselves. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's about 25 minutes per episode. So do you sit and do like a whole bunch of episodes at a time and then spend a week or two editing them all? Is that how that works? Um, that's probably how it should work. <laughs> <laughs> okay. The, the routine we've kind of fallen into is we'll take probably about two days, you know, six to eight hour days, and we will send the blast out to uh, the, the talented actors who are, have graciously lent <laughs> us their talent and time and comedic abilities. Um, we've figured out about... Each call, just the rough, raw record, is about half an hour for ca- per character. Uh, for convenience, we try and get each actor on two or three times. Uh, uh, and we record probably about six episodes at the same time. We kind of just call them pods. <laughs> um, so we try and get six episodes, which is three months' worth of episodes, done 
in about a weekend. Usually it's about two and a half days of getting actors in. And then there'll be one full day of where Wes and uh, Griffin will sit down and do their Dr. <laughs> Todd bits. And um, it takes roughly about four hours to edit each episode. <laughs> um, and, and, and yeah, if, I, if, if I'm good, I've got next month's done. If I'm not, I'm uploading it with hours to spare uh, before it's time to go up. <laughs> oh, no. Well, it sounds like you have the hard job. I mean, you know, because, you know, uh, Griffin West can and just kind of play and riff, and, and you've got to somehow make sense of it and, and put it all into some kind of cohesive context there. Well, yes and no. Um, before we record... Wes is doing a lot of work with the actors, getting, you know, talking to them, getting their, figuring out what characters they're going to be, and talking with them on a very high level. Why are you calling and what do you want to get out of the call? So, like, those are the two things the actors know going in. So, Wes has a lot of pre production work. Wes and Griffin have a lot of, uh, framing work you know what what are the themes of each episode uh what are the topics we're going to discuss and that all happens you know that's all the pre-production stuff during the recording it's definitely a a three-headed monster um (laughs) just kind of checking and balancing each other um i definitely have an ear towards the we have to make this funny griffin definitely keeps it grounded with it can be funny but it can't be so over the top that we lose the real psychological advice that we're going through there. Um, And, you know, Wes is keeping a really good eye on, you know, as, as kind of Griffin and I push and pull, Wes is there to keep an eye on all of that. He's also there to keep an eye on the actors and keeping that all moving. And then, yes, when everybody goes home and we high five and oh we had so much fun wasn't that great yeah i'm the one there slogging through and and editing it together um you know but there there is a great sense of accomplishment that at the end of it you can take like i said this four hours worth of work and you've got a really nice tight 25 minutes where you know if i can make everybody shine that is absolutely worth the time and, and effort into it because, you know, the, like the actors coming to us, giving us their time and their creativity, you know, at the moment until Tide sponsors us for free. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the, yeah, I know that feeling. Yeah. yeah. You know, the, the, the biggest thank you I can give the actors is to make their performance just shine. And so I am, I am very happy to do that. <laughs> But that's the wild card there, isn't it? Because you're, you're pulling in actors who aren't necessarily voice actors. True, but um, we've been very lucky so far. The people we have pulled in, even the ones without kind of a true improv background, we've been lucky. We've pulled in smart people. Um, and we've also put them in uh, an opportunity to succeed because Wes and Griffin have talked to them and said, what fictional characters do you like? What fictional characters do you know? So even if they don't have a, a, an improv background, 
they are affectionate and know the character that they're playing. So they can bring that aspect to it. And then as we work on it on the fly, um, the fun, and honestly, the, the, the most fun part of all of this is getting into that Griffin actor back and forth. And someone will say, you know, one sentence that seems like a throwaway line, but all of a sudden that's the theme for the call. And we <laughs> mine that and we mine that. And all of a sudden, you know, we've got this three, four minute bit that at the beginning we're like, this might not be a funny call, but we found something in all of us, the actors and the three of us have all worked together to make this thing, you know, from zero to four minutes we can all be proud of, you know, in about half an hour. And that's the fun, that's the fun challenge. That's, and that, that collaboration is what at least I love about it. And so far nobody's, you know, run out screaming. <laughs> so, you know, it seems not yet. <laughs> So Not, where do these where do you find these voice actors? Uh, it's a it's a mix. Um, you know, uh, it's fr it's actor friends that we know. It's friends that we just know are are quick and funny. Um, Sometimes we steal them from other podcast groups. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> um, and one of the things that. I'm kind of excited about now is since we now have at this point 13 episodes under our belt, we've shown that we can complete this thing and we can get these uh, episodes out on a timely basis um, that we're now reaching into uh, some of like the, the improv Boston crew. We've just started kind of, you know, getting our, our, our fingers into that group. Um, take that any way you want. Um, <laughs> I think we just did. God. Everybody have a smoke and relax now. Um, <laughs> so, you know, so what's great is now we're starting to meld, you know, these, these incredibly talented friends of ours with incredibly talented actors and improvers from the Boston community. Um, and, you know, six and a half months, seven months ago, when we started laying this groundwork down, that was personally one of my hopes is that we could build this up, that we could bring them in, um, knowing that we first have to, you know, prove ourselves. So it's, it's been satisfying in that end that, you know, we've kind of proven ourselves that no, you, you know, come have fun with us. Cause that's most important is, you know, if you're going to spend time with us, you know, we want you, we want you to have a good time. We want you to leave like, you know, you, you, know, you spent an hour, you know, laughing your ass off. <laughs> um, and it was worth it. So yeah, that's been, that's been a nice, uh, aspect of the show as it's grown. So where can people listen to Phone Hugs and Therapy? Uh, you can go to uh, WSPRFM, which is our main website, and you can get .com. The uh, .com. Yeah, that makes sense. I should put that at the end there, shouldn't I? Uh, yeah, go to WSPRFM .com. .com. And you can download it from there. There's a, there's a feed there. We are on iTunes. Uh, we are on Libsyn. We are on a couple places Stitcher. like that. We are on Stitcher. And Tumblr at and we have tumble We have a Tumblr. We tumble. Um, <laughs> so you can there you go all the things. And if you want to go to Facebook, then we have a Facebook, which is WSPRFM podcast. podcast. And you can go there. We post every episode there as well. Um, the point is, we have a lot of ways to reach us, so we like to be touched. Um, can, <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, we just want to make sure that everyone 
has a chance to hear us. Plus, we do have a couple Twitters. Um, we have in-character Twitters. I know Dr. Kloster has one, as well as uh, Todd, the producer. So there's at, at Dr. Kloster, at DR Kloster, and then uh, at, uh, what is it? Phone Hugs. Oh, yeah. phone, phone Hugs Todd. Phone Hugs Todd, because everyone wants a hug from a phone. From a Todd. <laughs> from a Todd. <laughs> Hello. Okay. <laughs> You've you've stunned me into silence for just a moment here. So let's talk about the upcoming episode. As long as I can leave knowing that you guys are confused, I did a good job. Yeah, well done. Well played. Let's talk about the episode that airs uh, this coming week. Well, yeah, we have one coming on the 19th, which one of yours has um, is going to be making an appearance on. Um, but it's oh, our- please feel free to announce that then. It's it's our big super hulock episode. Um, this is we haven't we we've tactfully stayed away from the supernatural Doctor Who and Sherlock uh, universes for our character draws because we wanted to wait until we had a good fan base before we dove in. And I figured episode fourteen is a good time for it. And um, Drew was happy to come and uh, be Joe from Supernatural. Um, and we also have someone playing Anderson, and we have a Dalek calling in, and it's going to be fantastic. So hopefully that'll give us a good um, spike for Tumblr viewers, at least. <laughs> so if you want to hear one of our producers uh, actually acting on a show, our own Drew will be on Phone Hugs and Therapy in the next episode. She gets all dry and snarky with me. It's pretty, it's pretty fancy. Wow, and, and snarky with you. I, I can't imagine that happening. I know we didn't really touch on this, but I, I like to drive this point home because um, this is the most important part of this show for me. It's um, aside from all the fun that we make sure to have, amongst all that fun, all of the psychological information given on the show is accurate to date. So whatever the current um, psychological knowledge is, I, we, we make sure to keep that accurate so that we're not giving misnomers while we're trying to be funny. Can I <laughs> tell you how scary that actually is? <laughs> well, I, this is going to make it even scarier that it's Griffin with the psychological P or the psychological uh, degree. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's that, that's kind of one of the, the neat things. And like I said, that's, you know, we always want to make sure that we are actually giving you know, the yeah, right advice or right at least right thoughts about it. Um, and then, you know, we wrap it all. And then, you know, we, we trick you into <laughs> listening and learning by wrapping it up in the comments. Damn you! Right? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. We're uh, chocolate coating the pill. <laughs> That's a new album name. I don't know for what. <laughs> chocolate, either that or it's, or it's a new sex thing. One or the other or both, possibly. And, and the last thing, because you guys have a lot of listeners, if any of them are musicians, they should go to WSPRFM and um, dot com and leave us a message because we do a musical interlude in the middle of each episode and we're always looking for new bands to feature. So they should contact us. I think uh, that would be good. <laughs> so. Yes. yes. Nothing. You know, it, it's funny because... We know you guys in a very different light, uh, except, of course, for... You don't know me. You don't know my address. <laughs> you don't know except, my life. I was about to say, except, of course, for Wes, who we don't know at all. Uh, and, uh, Other than he's a fabricated American, which is very important. Right. right. 
And uh, it's kind of cool seeing you guys in, in this project together. I know you've done projects together in different combinations. But this one, uh, I, I spent some time listening to it last weekend after uh, coming back from Rhode Island and being just totally burned out for two days. Uh, good Lord, what a show that was. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's it's really, I, I, I can say with, with all seriousness, it's really a funny show. And it, it's really well produced. George. <laughs> George has done us proud. George George is our like well of all things creative. Whenever there's a project where we need some sort of insight into how to get done, George, who has done web series and bands and comics and copywriting and stuff, like he is just he he knows all the things that I could never have figured out. It's, he knows a ton of shit. There's no question about it. There's no question about it. I don't know if I know it, but I'm willing to give it a shot. <laughs> you know, but that's 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 the key to anything. You know, at this point, you know, if if it's not fun, what's the point? Um, and you know, I've you know, I've known these guys for you know, Jesus, almost a decade or more now, um, <laughs> and it's just it's fun working with them. It's fun creating something, you know, out of nothing. It's fun to go, yeah, let's see what happens. Um, you know, so I know I you know, and also knowing that it's going to get better. Uh, <laughs> you know, I, I, this is the reference I always go back to. Look at the first season of The Simpsons. Yeah. Look at where it ended up 6 years after that. But then ignore everything that followed. <laughs> you know, but what you know, but what it is is Give allow, for, and this is for anybody who wants to do anything that's listening. Allow yourself to not be perfect, but start the ball rolling. You know, have have something to say. Try and do it as best you can, and learn while you go. Um, because if it's if there's a nugget in there, people will latch onto it, and then you can just get better at it. I mean, you know, and you listen to us. It you know. Seven months into this, fourteen episodes in. Listen to number one. Listen to number fourteen next Wednesday on the nineteenth, <laughs> uh, and you'll and you'll hear a difference. You'll hear it get better, but you'll also hear this the soul of the show and why we thought it would work. You know, we thought uh, we had one of those, but it turns out Doctor K was just hanging out in the background. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, we really have no soul here at Sci-Fi Saturday Night. For us, it's been 255 episodes that all kind of sound the same. Yeah, people hate us. We don't care. <laughs> the one benefit we had when the reason this became the Todd Show, like I said, Wes and I used to do another podcast that ran for about a year, where it was just us talking. And I'm I I don't like admitting this to myself, and I think this is the first time I'm going to say this out loud in front of him. Oh no, don't follow me on this because this isn't flattering entirely. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Holy shit, sure. episode 14 might be the last phone hug. Let's see where this goes. <laughs> well, this is, I'm pretty sure that the the way that the Doctor and Todd interact is an exaggerated version of how Wes and I interact. <laughs> and George gets frustrated with us to no end when we are... Because while we're doing the normal thing, we're also bickering amongst each other. And it's it's just terrible for him. I can, I can only guess. <laughs> were you not here for the first 15 minutes before this show went up? <laughs> yeah, I'm bitchy. 
See, well, you have to remember, I mean, we've known George for a decade or so. I did the math. Me and Griffin have known each other uh, almost oh 20 years God. now. We've, uh, we've known each other, at this point, more than half I was, our lives. I was 16, I mean. Yeah, we were 16, and we're well in our 30s. Let's, let's, we met let's, at let's, church. Yeah, let's edit that thirty five. <laughs> Um, well, wait a minute. That's adorable. Like Hold on. <laughs> we've known each other for a long time, and we've always said for years and years we are each other's non-sexual life mates. <laughs> you said that. I always looked at you funny. Well, only I always had hope. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Because he wanted to go to the dark side, and you know, so I had to settle for the non-sexual part. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but. We are basically. I need an adult. We are basically an old married couple. We bicker when we get together. We will. We have been known to argue for an hour before we realize we're both arguing the same point. <laughs> and so I mean, and that's what happens. We get in the room and we'll fight and bicker. And George is ready just to throw his phone at us, just to tell us to shut up and get to it. But you know, at, at the end of the day. My favorite part of this whole thing is the fact that we, you know, want to get to hang out with these guys because, you know, they're some of my, my best friends. But, you know, as much as getting together with the actors and enjoying that moment, uh, when it's just the three of us recording the Todd Doctor stuff, to me, that's way more fun because that's just us kind of riffing. It's like we'll sit there like, okay, here's the, here's the theme, here's what we're going for in the show, and then something will happen during the first, first section that will trigger, oh my god, now you need to say this for the next one. And that just triggers this like terrible, amazing, beautiful, horrible landslide of comedy. <laughs> tragedy. And tragedy. tragedy. And, you know, so if I understand the illusion here, Griffin and Wes are the Stadler and Waldorf. <laughs> <laughs> and George is kind of like the Kermit the Frog. Is this what I'm getting? <laughs> Except gayer. <laughs> Do you hear about that queer thing we were talking about before? Oh, good lord, don't go back to that. <laughs> you are felt. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good lord. George O'Connor, Griffin S., and possibly Westoma. Uh, definitely Westoma, actually. The the force behind what is becoming a, a, a really, really fun podcast to listen to is phone hugs and therapy. Thank you so much, guys. Thank you. Brianna, what's happening in the next couple of weeks on the show? Well, next week, Jeremy Whitley is going to come and talk about the new issues of Princeless. On the 29th, Anatole Ashraf of Comicsverse, a rival podcast, will try to outrival us. On December 6th, Joe Schmalky returns to discuss the Infernal Pact, his new book. And on the 13th, Ramon Gill, writer of the collection of comic books, Sci-fi-siffies? I don't know how to say that. Sci-fi's? Yep, that's it. Siffies. That's what it is. Um, Sci-Fi Saturday Night is the official podcast of Boston Comic Con, Granite Con, Rhode Island Comic Con, BooksandBooze.com, and ComicArtHouse.com. Visit ComicArtHouse.com for the best deals on original art from dozens of your favorite artists. Tonight's outro music provided by Lawrence Made Me Cry. Check out more of their grooves on LawrenceMadeMeCry.com. Tonight's intro music kindly provided by Rob Watts and find more of his creations at RobWattsOnline.com. Doom. From the Revere Time Vortex, I want to thank the sweetheart of the soundboard, Kriana, and our woman of words, Zombrarian. Thank you very much for all that you do. Now I'm going back to playing Clash of Clans. Yeah, what a shock. What a shock. <laughs> From her own personal Galaxy Quest, Sir Sarah, thank you for joining us again tonight. Good night. Good night.
This is Dome saying, Genie, shared pain is lessened, shared joy increased. Thus do we all refute entropy. Good night, everybody. I know.